0: Whole lot of talk, the interviews that rock, brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station.
1: Hey, this is Dennis, and you listen to Whole Lot of Talk on Rock Antenna. And my guests are Justin Sain and Chris Number Two from Anti Flag. Nice to have you guys. Yo, what's up? Hi. Good yeah, to be we here. Are, we
2: are excited to be here. It is a cold morning in Munich.
0: Munich, Munich uh, morning, but uh, we, winter.
1: We're gonna, we're gonna warm it up. Together. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure will. Sure Coming will. in hot. Well, uh, a new decade just started, and like after a week, we were all talking about a starting world war and yeah. still have a rising right wing. Are anti flag more important than ever?
2: Well, I i certainly think that anti flag is more important to us, the four of us in the band, than ever. um The way we deal with these type of issues, the way we deal with our own pain, the way we deal with the fear and the anxiety that we have of those things that you said, you know, impending war, racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, all of which is on the rise. The populist movements or false populist movements of the AFD, of Boris Johnson, of, of Donald Trump, all of those things make us hurt because we know so many of our friends and our family members, so many people that we come in contact through punk rock and through this scene are greatly affected those that are most vulnerable and most marginalized are are under attack right now and uh we have a lot of pain for them and we have we have a lot of empathy for them so the band helps us channel that and turn it into something positive and and not be cynical but optimistic and not be apathetic but empathetic
0: yeah and what we find in our shows is that it is a gathering place for people who are like-minded to realize that they're not alone and we really feel, and one of the things that we've been talking about a lot recently, is that in this day and age right now, with there being so much cynicism and hatred being used as a political weapon, we believe that kindness is a radical idea. Kindness is punk rock. Mm-hmm. You know, just actually caring about more than just yourself and caring about other people, uh, being good to other people. That's a radical concept right now, and, you know, uh, every small act— is something that can lead to something positive.
1: Well, well said.
0: So uh, your new
1: record, Twenty Twenty Vision, is out. Is it a coincidence uh, that you release a record in the year of the American election? No, um, I mean it's a um,
2: it's by design. Um, uh, you know, I'm very hopeful that in seven months, some of the songs are obsolete and we can move on and write other ones you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. i would love for the entire catalog of anti-flag to be more of a uh historical document of failures than a lesson in activism and the immediacy so i think that uh for us you know there was just such a a need to comment on what was happening now to take this idea of 2020, to take the futuristic feel and the pressure of a new decade and turn it into one that just asks us as a community, as people that are involved in punk rock, as people that are involved in activism and art, to think about what the world could look like in the future. And how do we write that future? How do we create that space for a more socially and economically and environmentally and racially just society. So the album is just about that idea that the pen to write the future is in your hands. And we know what the world looks like if we allow the status quo to remain. It's it's the war that you mentioned. It's the xenophobia that you mentioned. It's the scapegoating of immigrants and refugees and and women. Um, I'm far more interested in seeing what the world looks like
1: that's the ant- the antithesis of that, something different than that. The music on the record, for me, especially the lyrics, are pretty angry, mm-hmm. but uh, the songs are quite danceable and yeah. uh, good to sing along with, so... Is 2020 Vision an angry record or is it a more positive record?
0: Well, it's both, really. I mean, we're definitely identifying some problems. And, you know, with a song like Hey Conquers All, we're really pointing the finger at Donald Trump as sort of the face of neo-fascism and what is wrong in the world today. But then we have songs like Don't Let the Bastards Get You Down or Unbreakable where we're offering optimism and hope. And so we want the record to cover all those bases because the reality is that we can't become cynical and we can't feel overwhelmed by the problems of today. We can't just give up because when we give up, that's when the AFD wins. That's when Donald Trump wins. They want us to give up. They want us to feel like these problems are so big that we can't overcome them. They want us to believe that we can't find strengths in our differences, that we can't find strength in diversity. That bringing in uh, refugees, for example, they, they want us to see that as an obstacle or something that's dangerous. We're going to say, no, that's not, that's not dangerous. We're bringing diversity into our community. We're going to embrace that. We're going to learn from each other. It's going to make us stronger. It's going to make our community more interesting. Um, so it is important to offer people some hope and optimism and show people our vision and of course, that's the whole idea of the record, Twenty Twenty Vision, show, showing clarity, showing people that the future can look better if we write the future the way we want it to be written. Um, and and so, you know, with a song like Unbreakable, we're just saying, look, when we come together, we can beat any of these hurdles, we can beat any of these obstacles. And you know, we're we're really in a incredible position as a band because you know we travel all over the world and we're We're so lucky that we get to meet all of these activists who are out there doing this incredible work. And at every show, you know, we've got like Sea Shepherd or Amnesty International or PETA and, and countless other organizations that come out to our show. Sometimes we share the stage with them. They often table, but they're offering people information. They're offering people hope and they're offering people a way to get involved in saving the planet and making the world a better place. And, you know, they inject us with so much optimism. So when we see all the ugliness in the world and then we encounter them, that's what fuels us and that's what makes us believe. And that's what makes us know that we can have a better world.
2: Yeah. I think that, um, you know, you probably have done a lot of interviews with a lot of bands and, um, a lot of them will say things like, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the fans or mm-hmm. the unfortunate part about my answer I feel like, is we would be here if nobody cared at all. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that anybody does, it affirms to us the agenda and the message of the band, which is that when you treat human beings accordingly, when you don't bow down to nationalities, when you don't put uh, uh, the emphasis of your economy on war or on environmental devastation, when you give people uh, an option to choose good, they will. And every time that we play a show, that's reaffirmed to us. Every time we um, – put out a record and someone listens to it that's reaffirmed to us
1: don't you get tired like repeating uh, your statements and your yeah. fight all over and over again don't you just wish sometimes um that you can write a song about i don't know having a beer in the yeah. sun or well, yeah, like yeah I mean, actually yes and
2: while you were talking i called a taxi to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah we talked
0: about these things yesterday we really don't feel like talking about yeah. this today No, I mean, again, you know, I'm going to come back to why we're in such an amazing position to do what we do and why we're so grateful to be able to do what we do, which is that after we play a show, you know, we hang out and we shake hands with people and talk to people and we get to hear people's stories. And, you know, one of the stories that people have for us is the same story that I had for Joe Strummer or the same story that I had for Jello Biafra or countless other artists that inspired me and made me believe in the power of music and made me want to be in a band and that story is that you know a song that we wrote had an effect on a person and helped them in their life and you know sometimes it's it's some you know a song can help you in your life sometimes a song can help you to be inspired to go out and change the world and So we're in a, we're just in a really fortunate position where we get to see how this community around the band has affected people. And for that reason, it keeps us motivated and, and it keeps us from being tired of talking about the things that we're talking about right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, we wear out, but everybody does, you know, um, um, We also have four people in the band, and so Mm. when somebody is tired, somebody picks up the slack for the other person, and we have to rely on each other. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's that's the amazing thing about, you know, the band is such a microcosm of what happens when community comes together, and uh, it's so true. I mean, there are just days when one of us is down and out. You know, you're on the road, you're sick, you know, you have personal issues that come up, uh, issues at home, whatever it might be, and... It, it is amazing that as a band, the four of us throughout these years have found out how to support each other and when to step back and when to step up. And, uh, and, and to me, that is like a beautiful kind of microcosm of what punk rock is. You know, you see that in the punk rock scene all the time. And I will say this, one thing that we always say at shows for the people in the pit, if someone falls down, we pick them up. That's what it's all about. No, we're just
1: talking about uh, the career as a band. Uh, Anti-Flag started back in 1993. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) a long time ago, (laughs) right? Yeah, it's more than 25 years. So um, you just said, how do you keep the energy and the aggressiveness up?
0: Well, one thing that two said earlier, and it's so true, even if no one cared about what we were doing, we would still be here. I mean, if we were just four people playing in a basement and nobody cared, we'd still be doing it. I think the number one thing is that I love playing punk rock music. I love punk rock. You have a Rancid shirt on right now. I walked in, I was like, this is my guy. I was like, <laughs> because I'm going to talk to him nonstop about Rancid until we do this interview. Because I just, I love punk rock music. It fuels me. And, you know, so whether, you know, tonight we're going to play for 1200 people, but, You know, if we're playing for 12 people, I would still be as passionate about it because the music's there for me. And then the other thing that drew me into punk is that it had a message. And the basic message of punk was like, care about more than just yourself. And uh, and that's the attitude that the four of us have as a band. Is it true uh, that
1: you and your drummer, uh, Pathetic, um, before you started the band, actually you took a trip
0: to California yeah. to
1: get some inspiration?
0: Yeah, I well, mean that's that is the you know the cliche quintessential thing for an American kid to do. It's like screw this place, I'm going to California, <laughs> and and that's what we did. You and then know, you we find out California sucks too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everywhere sucks unless you make it great. I mean. <laughs> We grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is an amazing town. But you know, growing up there, um, it it's a it was a smaller city, and it was devastated by deindustrialization. You know, we lost fifty percent of our population in the nineteen eighties because uh, all the factories closed down and they moved overseas. And we saw firsthand what happens when corporations choose profit over people. And we learned very quickly that corporations don't invest in people. They don't invest in communities. They you know, it's an economic structure that is set up to put profit before everything else. And so we learned from first-hand experience that that kind of economic structure is not something that is just and it's it's not something that's sustainable. Um and of course, you know, there wasn't a lot left for us in Pittsburgh. And so we were really curious to see what was out there. So yeah, we we did the, the quintessential American road trip from uh, Pennsylvania all the way out to California. And, yeah, we had a lot of misadventures and uh, it was a good time. We got to California though and we realized like, yo, we actually had a really cool punk scene back in Pittsburgh. Let's, let's go back to it and let's let's form our band around that.
1: So, and then, uh, you entered the stage yeah.
0: as a fan of the
1: band. Yeah, yeah. What was it like, what, what happened that you just walked up the stage and said, Hey, I'm your biggest fan, yeah. I can, I know how to play bass, please chase me. Tell
0: my. us the biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how it went down. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, I saw the band play a lot in Pittsburgh and, and I, I, you know, I really enjoyed the band and, and, uh. When I found out they needed a bass player, that's what I said. You know, I really like your band. I think I can do this. Did you even know how to play the bass? Not at all. <laughs> um, not at all. But the thing that I learned from this scene is that you don't have to. You'll figure it out. And and if we invest in each other and have faith in each other, then you know the other people will get there. And Justin saw that passion and then said, "Well, we need to work on." The execution, and uh, and so we did, and then um, just kept practicing for half a year, a year, and then finally weasled my way into playing shows and um, playing lines like yeah. the press calls <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, and I, I mean I think that it just is like no nobody is in our band because we want to be a perfect musician or we want to be uh, someone that 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 is noted for their artistry we far more want to be noted for our passion and our commitment to justice than we do uh, the musicality of the band so you know along the same lines of the question about being tired of talking about politics that's what we're most passionate about so it's if it's okay that Nobody asks us about our guitar sound. We don't really care about that. You know what I mean? That's not what's important to us. So I think that that um, the most unique part of Anti Flag is that the four of us all feel the same way about that. Yeah. So I think that that you know joining the band was just an extension of finding that family and finding that commonality that we had amongst each other.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's. I will say, like, building on that, it's amazing to play in a band with people that you're inspired by. You know, I mean, that is such a gift. It's like, you know, when two comes in with, you know, hey conquers all, or don't let the bastards get you down, and I look at his lyrics, and I'm like, holy hell, this is how I feel. Like, he got me, you know? like Or Pat, like, you know, is like, hey, let's write a song about, how people are brainwashed by nationalism and it's used to turn them into soldiers to fight in wars that are not in their own self-interest, you know, with a song like how to create an enemy. I mean, it's just like these guys get me all the time Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, that's such a gift like to actually, you know, be a part of something with other people that actually inspire you is, is I think just really special. So, yeah, you're welcome. Man. Yeah, thanks bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to mention one special song that stuck in my head since first time hearing it and it's unamerican oh, yeah. because yeah. I I heard it and I was like wait when did the playlist change to Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. So, you're like,
0: how do I get this song out of my head? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, no, no. Actually, I really <laughs> loved it. Um, it's quiet, it's calm, it even has yeah. a
0: piano, but yeah. also
1: a very strong story in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what brought you to write such a song? And can we expect, expect more? Yeah,
2: well, I mean, I think that the, the basis of all of our songwriting is folk music and... Um, uh, political folk music, and so ninety percent I would even say ninety nine percent of anti flag songs begin on an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and so when that song was written and we we you know we had the structure, we tried to take it full band we tried to make it rocking and we realized it was better and more pure and more honest in its original form so there have been several instances on records where we've we you know stripped it down and and kept the song in its original form like un-American. But um, there was something about the lyrical um, structure of the song, the perversion of American politics, the perversion of the American dream, and how people um, like Donald Trump have fooled the world into believing that millionaires and billionaires pull themselves up by their bootstraps. We wanted to really comment on – these social ills that we see these people in power use against us, you know, the the battle for women's rights, the battle for racial justice, the battle for economic justice. And, uh, you know, even there's a verse that's really about Pittsburgh and about mm-hmm. losing our infrastructure. And mm-hmm. so we don't really subscribe to the idea of what is American. Um, we know that America is a country founded on racism and slavery and um, forged in, the barrel of the gun. And so we, we weren't, we're not asking the question who is is American saying that one person is truly American, but it's about this idea that American tech companies, American, uh, you know, economies based on drones and based on bomb building and based on gun building, these things are supremely un-American. These things hurt people. And so, um, it felt more appropriate to keep the song in this Americana fashion, this Bruce Springsteen style, um, you know, stripped down. There's slide guitar, there's piano, there's American roots music uh, while asking those questions.
0: And let's face it, when you feel a song headed in the direction of Bruce Springsteen because he is literally an American treasure, you just go with it.
1: Was Bruce Springsteen uh, an influence for you? Because we were... Just before we started the interview... Oh, yeah. I heard him walking through uh, the hall. Yeah. 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 No, I uh, just told you that I learned to play bass uh, by trying to... Than the baseline of the press corps. Oh, and, uh, That's
0: a bad choice for a first baseline. That's it wasn't. Sort of like it I... wasn't really my first baseline. But okay, when okay. I tried
1: to uh, play a little bit more complicated, I was okay, learning cool. the press okay, corps, cool. and cool. I tried it yesterday and I failed miserably. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> a tough one. So it's yeah. not there anymore. Maybe yeah. I should practice somewhere. Um, <laughs> what uh, was your biggest
0: influence back in the well, days when you started? Just, I mean, going with your your one question about Bruce Springsteen. You know, Bruce Springsteen was kind of an influence on all of America and a lot of the world. But one thing that, you know, he was definitely an artist outside of punk that was a big influence on on us. And especially like socially, like Bruce Springsteen was doing work to help organize unions and to help workers um, when we were kids, you know, and that was a great example. And, you know, you go to a Bruce Springsteen concert in Pittsburgh and he talks about helping to organize steel workers and, and supporting them. And, um, you know, so Bruce Springsteen, in a lot of ways, I mean, he, he's, he's sort of like the grandfather of punk and folk, you know, I mean, uh, but, and then of course, you know, we were influenced by a lot of the UK punk, the early UK punk, like the Clash and, and the Sex Pistols, but also, um, you know, the modern day rockers like Rancid is, is a great example of a band that, you know, I think we kind of really model, model ourselves on. And, you know, the idea that a lot of Rancid songs, I think, are simply folk songs put to, you know, modern day punk music. And we kinda, you know, were definitely uh influenced by that and by their philosophy as as role models.
1: When you started back in nineteen ninety-three, would you uh would you thought that you'll be one of the most appreciated political punk bands today?
0: Absolutely mm. not. <laughs> yeah, I mean I just really hoped that if we wrote songs about the things that were important to us that somebody would care and that it might have a positive impact on their life. The idea that we would be sitting at a radio station with you right now in Munich, Germany is something that, you know, as, as young kids growing up in a a rust belt town in Western Pennsylvania, um, that was something that was so beyond even our imagination. And, um, but the fact that these songs are meaningful to anyone and that uh maybe they're helping someone or helping to inspire someone to do something positive um that just is something that is incredibly special to us and you know we'll really never i think have a full grasp of that um uh, because it it's just something that was really unfathomable to us and uh i think today it's still kind of hard to believe, but I'm, I'm grateful, you know, and it's, you know, sometimes like we'll meet somebody like right before the Iraq war, a kid came up to us at one of our shows in Columbus, Ohio, and he said, you know, I was gonna join the military after 9-11, and I really believed in the invasion of Iraq, and I found anti-flag, I heard die for the government, I looked more into the history of American military use, especially since Vietnam, and I realized, like, I'm not going to join the military. And, you know, so we, we do have moments like that. And um, those are really special moments for us. And, you know, I realized, like, y- you might not be able to change the world just by playing a song. But if you can have an impact on one person, uh, that's a success. And that's that's how change in the world comes, each of us individually, one at a time, making a better decision than we made last time.
2: Whole lot of talk. The interviews
1: that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rockin' podcasts.